mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, TJ Peterson and Alex Lopez. And joining us today, longtime friend of the, uh, of the point-to-point brand, uh, Florida Panthers website writer and noted PS5 owner Jameson Olive. Jameson, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I like the title. I like the title. It's going <laughs> to get me robbed, I think, but I like it. <laughs> to me, that's the most relevant thing about you right now, uh, given that there's much more video games than hockey going on at the moment, uh, though not for long. We're going to get there, Jake. We're going to get you that PS5. We, we almost had it today, season, but we're going to get oh, We're going to get to, I thought, I thought you said we were going to get to hockey season. No, no, uh, yes. no. One day I'll have both. a PS5. No, we're, uh, we're done talking about hockey the rest of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a non-hockey three episode. Weeks until we're going to start to ho- until we're going to start talking about hockey again. But for now, uh, we definitely want to talk about uh, talk about that PS5 that Jameson's been able to play that no one else on the planet, I think, has been able to play. If my numbers are right, it's like three million bots and Jameson have a PS5. So James, I might be a been bot. playing as the only human to own a PS5. I pre-ordered mine back in September. Like Wario sixty four on Twitter is a godsend with that stuff in terms of just giving you the leaks and things like that. So I just lucked out and got a very early pre-order. But honestly, you're not missing much. Like it's a, it's a. Okay, let me. Uh, PS5 is amazing. Like the system is amazing. Like the fact that I can turn it on and be in a game within yep. like ten seconds is insane. Like Same it's pre- like I can't go back. Like it, it's it's amazing. Like it, it, it's so smooth. But like. The like the launch magic isn't really there because I think the launch magic doesn't really exist anymore in a sense because like Switch now we're it. yeah now we're just waiting for like the next like big game to come out which by the time that comes out like you'll you'll have your PS5 fingers crossed um, <laughs> but like you think about like like back in the day like PS2 and stuff and N64 and GameCube and all those good things like the launch magic was like one of your friends would score it somehow and then you'd all go to your friend's house and you'd all play with like that that launch game together like playing halo together like on the original xbox was like insane like there's like it doesn't have that community aspect anymore where like even the games i have i can play with people that have ps4s and it's online you know there's there's something missing that isn't there but it's still amazing and i'm looking forward to all the new games but it, it doesn't feel like years past but then again i'm also getting older maybe would it be that you can't go to your friend's house with all of your other friends no i i disagree jameson and it's just for this reason because the switch had the launch magic because everyone was going nuts over zelda it did and the fact that there wasn't a tentpole release with either the xbox or the playstation 5 like i have my you know i have an i'm an xbox gamer i've got my xbox x and I don't play, you know, there's basically three optimized games right now. It's like NBA 2K21, um, Call of Duty Cold War, which no one's playing because everyone's still playing Warzone, and Madden. 
But if you're playing in a Madden connected franchise league, everyone needs to have an Xbox X or you have to play the old one. So there's no, that's why there's no magic is because there's no temple game release. There's no Zelda. There's no Mario 64. Like, and I yeah, will defend like Dark Souls. Like Dark Souls is amazing. It looks amazing. Like it's it's really fun to play. But like that's not like a conversation starter. I can't go to my friend and be like, so I was playing Dark Souls the other day, and there's like, oh, cool. Like there's no like you don't have like like you said when the Switch came out, like people were coming over to play Mario Kart and to watch like Zelda and to play Mario Party when that came out months right. later. Like it is it's it's just it's different. But then again, it's more hype than anything these days. Now we're all buying hype. Right. We're buying yeah. it's the FOMO. But like obviously like. Once God of War comes out, then that'll be huge and things like that. But right now, it pretty much, like, the whole allure of the PS5 right now is just owning a PS5. Like, no one's even talking about, like, what they're playing on the PS5. Everyone just says, like, I got a There's PS5. There's nothing to play. It's just the like, hunt. The hunt is honestly bullshit. better than There's the... Demon Souls and Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like a 5 hour Missing out on those. Yeah. Like, you itching and, like, your friends are bragging about it and stuff. It's more like, like I guess I think it's more like the thrill of getting it. Which what is, about, Jameson, do you, do you have a 4K TV? So I do not have a 4K TV. I, wait, I play it. No, because well, that doesn't change anything. That just changed the look, but it still looks great on my 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 Asus monitor here. But I it's like I got everything set up for streaming, so I don't move it to the, uh, the nice yeah. TV. But also, I got to get a 4K TV now because like we're to get to, I'm sure all the new streaming stuff, and I got to get ready for Lord of the Rings 4K and things like that. So right. my next big purchase will be like a 4K setup. See, I mean, that's that's uh, like my my whole thing with getting a ps5 is it's not just the allure of having the ps5 i bought a 4k tv (laughs) that i'm just sitting on waiting to get that ps5 so i can play in that in all that glorious 4k 120 fps majesty that's the allure to me i I don't have that level of gaming right now i've got my 1440p monitor that i can do like 100 or 100 or so at decent texture quality but the PS5 with uh, with my new TV, I'm going to be able to go like all out with with graphics, and this will be the first time I'll ever I'll ever have been able to do that. And that's really where my angle is. See, I've got the 4K TV, and and it's still the same problem. I mean, it's an older 4K, so I know you need new HDMI ports, but like, I yeah. think the only thing I can't do is the frames per second. Like, I still do at 60 instead of at 120 or whatever. But I mean, I'm not a spec genius, so I'm probably getting something wrong here, but it still doesn't matter because there's no there's no games yet all the games are still running off the ps4 or the xbox the right you know the xbox whatever xbox one you know capabilities so there's there isn't that wow moment yet i mean the wow is i mean we can do like five seconds of console wars jameson it's like yeah, I can turn up power it on and be playing a game in like forty five seconds. That does feel great though. Like the the, the, and, the quick turn on to play is 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 pretty hot. But another other, thing you're you're forgetting too is like, and this is a drawback. And I've always had this problem because I'm always I, I just am not I'm very impatient. Is I've never been able to get like a gaming like a bundle or a special edition because I always buy day one systems and I'm lucky yeah, enough they never same. break down. Like I've never gotten like a cool bundle or a cool special edition like not since like the n64 days when i bought like like (laughs) the donkey kong you know jungle green clear console like that's the last like special edition console i have (laughs) question does the ps5 uh, have games in the background so for example like with the xbox like i can be playing a game of madden finish my game of madden go to the home screen and load like super mega baseball 3 and i don't need like the whole startup scene like it'll go right to where i left off on the rest of the 
So it's so nice too. And also, I forgot to mention the controller, like the adaptive controller, only is like specially built for a couple of games right now, but it's like insane. Like what it does on Dark Souls, like adds a whole different element. Yeah, and I'm sure as the PS5 lifespan continues, that the haptic, the haptics. Yeah, we're PS5 in like year one of probably what six, seven, probably six. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So while we're talking about video games, this episode is meant to be like a retrospective of 2020 in entertainment, pop culture, the Paris part of Panther Paris, because we really haven't talked a whole a lot about it this uh, this year. And I, I think it's time for us to to mend that. And while we're on the on the subject of video games, I know none of us actually brought this up, but what exploded in 2020 was Fall Guys. And I know Jameson was really into Fall Guys. I was really into Fall Guys there for a minute. Uh, what about you, Alex and Jake? I have not played a second of Fall Guys. My Switch has shame, shamefully been in the same storage since I moved. I haven't played Switch in like a year and a half. It's it's one of my biggest shames, but I have watched a ton of Fall Guys on Twitch. It is an absolutely joyful game to mm-hmm. watch on Twitch. I can only imagine it's the same experience online. Like, it is that, you know, we we're talking about like that feeling of like, hey, if someone gets a system and you all go to each other's house and play a four player game like GoldenEye, each has like a small screen. That's what Fall Guys reminds me of. And obviously, we're not all getting together because of COVID, but it's that, you know, game where like you party up with your friends and you just play for hours upon hours. And even though the game each round doesn't really change, it's the exact same thing. It just never stops being fun. And that's at least my you know, viewpoint of it, watching people play it. And I got to think the people playing it are the same thing. Like you're just clowning on each other, trolling each other. It's a fantastic game. I know absolutely nothing about Fall Guys. I've seen like five minutes of gameplay. What I thought you were going to bring up with uh, with that lead in TJ was Among Us. Uh, oh, right. We, yeah, we should talk about Among Us also. We need a- you want to talk hours, hours on uh, hours on end of things that don't really seem much different, but it's just fun it's, it's not very fun. frustrating at times yeah, like right. it, it's the community aspects what makes it fun but I'm, I'm getting a little sick and like a little tired of that as well and even though they're putting out like updates and new maps it's kind of eh, I, feel, I feel like like we're in that void now where we need that next good like everyone gets in on a game because i feel like like especially quarantine now and covid has really kind of had that because you had things getting pushed more to the forefront even it was already massive before but even more so now because of the pandemic it just seems like now like there has to be that next big game that catches the headlines, and then we get the next one and the next one. It seems like there's yeah, Jameson. Well, like Among Us, it could just be discovering an old game too. Yeah, it's discovering right. an old game. Yeah, don't forget, Among Us was two years old. It was All it takes is for like game. one big streamer to play a game, and then it, it becomes yeah. the game. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is Among Us really isn't any different than like Mafia. Uh, secret hitler or anything like that it was just really simple to play it's free on mobile five dollars on steam so like once people were like oh yeah the mafia is a lot of fun and if you've never played mafia it's a ton of fun it's like oh and here it's free to play on your phone or five dollars on steam like of course it's going to take off like the mafia concept is outstanding and especially playing live yeah and and it's so easy to just like jump into that yeah yeah, you don't right. have to be a lifelong gamer to understand how that works. No, it's like, I mean, I played Among Us. My wife doesn't video game at all. I think the only game she's played in the last 10 years is uh, Kingdom Hearts. And I got her playing Among Us with my brother and a couple of his <laughs> friends. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. And she figured it out within two minutes. Like, that's the best thing about Among Us is like, 
the learning curve even for non-gamers is like five minutes. I mean, I watched the stream when you did it, Jameson, and uh, Katie was beyond lost like the first round or two, and then like round three, she was imposter. Yeah. Killed she the shit it. out of you, and yeah. I just couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. Like I saw it coming. I saw it in her face. As soon as she was next to you, it was like, boom, shot in the back of the head, and I was like, yes. I the first time I played Among Us uh, during during all this was uh, it was great because uh, I, I actually got imposter on my first round, uh, did absolutely nothing, ended up winning because it was a it was a two imposter game, and the other uh, imposter was good enough uh, that he was able to carry both of us. Uh, and then the next time I got imposter was a couple of rounds later, uh, and I kind of had a sense of like the lay of the ship and what I was supposed to be doing. But it was so great because in between each each little round, like every emergency meeting, I could so easily just play dumb and be like, yeah, I'm just like running around the ship trying to like get the lay of the land and like understand all the tasks. Meanwhile, I'm out here killing all of these people. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was the best. <laughs> Well, that, that well, like my favorite part of Among Us is when you are like the, like the thing I get like the biggest thrill out of is when you are the imposter and someone catches you and the moment they report you just jump in before they say anything and you're like look guys this a hole is about to say some stuff and it's all BS all right like you just kind of beat him to it it's like this guy's trying to self report here like yeah. I love undercutting people right as they're about to do things it's the funnest part of the game like I saw him standing still when the lights went out. <laughs> no, or, no. My, my favorite is, is like when you're caught stone cold and you're just arguing it's like oh you guys like you guys are fucking morons you're gonna lose like don't vote me out vote me out and then like the one thing the most... that the imposter always seems to say is well you can vote me out if you want <laughs> yeah. you yep. always and it's always like, and it's like you find and you see the votes and you see you're finally lost and like you go from like yelling and screaming it's like yeah good game guys you got me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten into any shouting matches in Among Us. We we always keep it civil, but it, it gets heated. But that defeats the purpose of Among Us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it totally. It's, totally. I, no, I think it's more fun. Involved. You hit a report and then you're like, gentlemen, when, when you're when you've got like eight or ten people just trying to out logic each other. Yeah, the best way to play is you got to take a drink every time you get killed as Ooh. a civilian. Not a shot, just a drink, like a sip. Alex out here trying the to good kill scotch. people. The good <laughs> yeah. scotch. in and out of game. Clana guilty. <laughs> Sixty dollars a bottle, but my God, it's good. It's like it tastes like a hundred fifty dollar bottle of scotch. That's good scotch. Now, like I know you guys want to get to obviously a lot. I have about twenty more minutes, maybe fifteen. Oh! And I know you're gonna get. I I know you're gonna get to like your best of the years and whatnot. But I want to jump into the Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, before we do anything, because obviously is... that broke right before we started recording. So, like, Jake, you can tee it up and kind of set the scene here. But I, I, I know we all have thoughts. Let, let me, let this. me do that. Welcome to you Star Wars. Welcome to Star Wars Pre, where we're only going to talk about Star Wars until Jameson has to leave. Because my <laughs> God, what an announcement today, guys! Like, holy crap, we've got a Tano TV show. We've got uh, Cassian Andor TV show. We've got. Rebels Bad Batch animated TV show. We have got Darth Vader and, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Mm -hmm. um, we have got a Lando Calrissian with Donald Glover TV show. We have got a Rogue, so excited for that. We have got a Rogue Squadron Top Gun tier Top Gun type movie coming in 2023. Like we have got anime Star Wars and Star Wars Visions like holy shit what a news dump. All right, Jacob, because I, I see you chomping at the bit. What are you most excited for out of that list? And I'm probably uh, forgetting something. 
the Patty Jenkins-led Rogue yes. Squadron is going to be so good. Patty Jenkins, for those of you who don't know by name, uh, was in charge of, uh, of Wonder Woman a few years ago. Uh, arguably the only good D- uh, live-action DC superhero movie. Uh, she did an excellent job with that. I'm very excited to see her at the helm of a Star Wars movie. But that's actually what I'm not not what I'm most excited about uh, because there is a Star Wars feature being handled by Taika Waititi. Yes. That is the one that has me most excited. Taika Waititi, uh, most notably, probably most notably Thor Ragnarok, uh, yeah, but also so a little more low key. Uh, a vampire mockumentary called What We Do in the Shadows. Speaking uh, of the Marvel Universe, Loki. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, and Taika Waititi did a Thor movie, too, so that's a and great joke. Yeah, you just mentioned that. You just mentioned that. Yeah. And he's if, got another if you like Thor Ragnarok, uh, which was far and away the best Thor movie, one of the best Marvel movies, to have Taika Waititi at the helm of a Star Wars movie, that's what's really got me excited. I mean, he Jameson, what, 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 uh, I, I missed that one. What Star Wars movie is he directing? They actually didn't even announce a title. They just they just uh, said he's, a, he's a, he, they're paying him now. He's on retainer. They're gonna yeah, find they're gonna find someone for him. <laughs> it had been rumored uh, for a while. Let me see if I can official. find the exact yeah. tweet. Um, I, I would be pretty excited about a Rogue Squadron movie if they just kind of decided to turn it up to eleven with the action because the action sequences yeah. in Rogue One were definitely the best part of it. Like the plot was impossible to follow. But I didn't even care because the action sequences were so well done. I mean, it, if you watch Patty Jenkins' announcement, I mean, it's basically oh, her sitting, so good. her sitting in the car and like talking about how her father was a fighter pilot and served the, the country, and then I guess he passed away in some sort of you know. R.I.P. Chuck Yeager, by the way. Yeah, R.I.P. Chuck Yeager, but he passed away serving the country. She didn't say what. She's like, oh, I always wanted to direct the world's greatest fighter pilot movie, and now I get to direct two of my favorite things. And she puts on the helmet and walks walks towards an X X wing, and you're just like, and the and the entire time in the background, it's obviously not the Top Gun music, but it's in that same vein kind of music, and you're like, holy shit, we're getting Top Gun Star Wars. And you just can't not be excited. Like, yeah, I just need all action, no breaks. Like, even give me the homoerotic volleyball scene. Like, I need it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just don't want a Star Wars movie that I'm going to have to read bad tweets about. Like, I just don't want oh, one of those movies. Like, Ray you're, did you're, this. You're never going to get away from that. I guess not, but <laughs> no, we're we're never the, le- the less the less plot focused it is, the less likely I'm going to have to read a lot of those tweets. Jameson, what do you th- what do you like here? So I have I have more issues. I, I I'm not as excited as the the, the rest of the group here, but yeah, I off, think I think Rangers of the New Republic could be cool because that's under the Favreau banner, so he'll make it sure it's True. at least good. Yeah, uh, and it'll probably be kind of like the Mandalorian is now, like just weekly visits to new species and planets and Rangers solving problems. Like that's good. That's simple fun. Uh, the Cassian Andor series is I want to know who asked for that. Like, yeah, who that one is that caught me for? by surprise. Because he was like the 12th most interesting person in Rogue One. Yeah. And you already know what happens to him because of Rogue One. So anything that he does before this really doesn't matter. Because also like during Rogue One, not, not at one point where you're like, man, I want this guy's story. You're just like, all right. Yeah, we're going to get yeah, more it's like I said, I wasn't at any point during Rogue One like, you know what? I wish they delved more into the story. He's no, so shrouded I actually, in mystery. I disagree with that. Um, I, as much as the Cassian Andor show announcement caught me by surprise, uh, if it's really like the roots of the rebellion, like that could be cool. But he can't be the roots of the rebellion. He's, well, he's, he's part Cassian of it. Andor. He's part of it. He's a spy. And again, more K2SO who was 
the unheralded MVP of that movie. Was that Phoebe? No, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was in uh, Lando Solo. Yeah, she was which Lando we're getting Solo. more of her as well. Yeah, so like I'll take that. Like the Lando stuff's good because the Lando stuff is I don't like what Lando did before. Like he like you know met up on Bespin with everyone and like Empire like has no bearing on anything. It doesn't affect anything. Like it can't change anything. It, like it was never referenced for the most part. Like anything can happen and it fits in the universe. It really doesn't affect. So like that's great. Yeah. Like do whatever you want with that. But like some of these other ones and the retconning, I just I just don't know. And like my other like main gripe is these are all still within the universe we know. Whereas I, I'm still waiting for one Star Wars show that's set like years after everything. Where yeah, you're years still... after, years before, where I don't need to hear Yoda, Darth, you know, Darth Vader. Yeah, I just want years off. after, where like occasionally they can drop hints to very old stuff, but like it's all new. You don't know where anything's going. You don't know what's happening. And literally, all you have to do in a Star Wars show too or movie is at some point go to Tatooine, and then you're like, all right, we've established this is in the Star Wars universe. We visited Tatooine. And like yeah. now you can do anything. The world's your so, oyster. You're in the Star Wars universe. Alex and Jameson, it sounds like you guys want a KOTOR series. I take it. I, yeah, yes. I love a KOTOR series. I'm still trying to get you to play KOTOR. You played it for like five minutes. Jameson, did you ever play KOTOR? Of course. Uh, like, of course. But I feel like someone else must own the rights to that. And that's why they haven't done anything with that yet. Because I feel no, like they own everything. They just don't want to do it. it. Yeah. <sighs> Disney like owns that. everything, and we're not even—we don't even need to talk about Star Wars to talk about how Disney like owns everything. A lot of this just feels very safe to me. Like I wouldn't—I wouldn't get be shocked if Andor. Like I don't think they'll cancel anything after one season. But I could see Andor maybe going two tops. Like there's a couple that like, like Mandalorian will probably go like what five. Like some of these might only be a season or two, and that's fine as long as you like keep churning it out. That's like true. not like I think it's what I have to accept too as a person as I look at this and I'm like, this isn't the be all end all. This could be ten episodes for all I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say so. the The tweet, the Taika Waititi announcement tweet, is literally just a brand new Star Wars feature with acclaimed filmmaker Taika Waititi is in development. Get ready for an unforgettable ride. That's the whole announcement. I'm good. That'd be All great. Be funny. That's Taika Waititi directing a Star Wars movie. That's that's exciting enough for me. Look, don't don't kill Luke Skywalker off after 16 minutes on camera, and you did a good job. And I, I'm just like, I, and also, I don't know if anyone's with me on this one, but I'm also just upset that so far I've been going through the announcements and there's basically been nothing Muppet related. I'm kind of with you. I, w- I would love new Muppets. Like, because they, yeah. well, Disney also keeps messing up the Muppets. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the new Muppet show they did, no. but it's, it's terrible because like, somebody said this once and it makes the most sense is ever since like the Muppets got to Disney, Disney's assessment of the Muppets is taking the Muppets and putting them in the real world and having them interact with celebrities, whereas the core of the Muppets is taking celebrities and bringing them into the Muppet world, which is like, like our world, but just like a little weird. Right. And like the like celebrities just go with it. Like it, we need to get back to that rather than like just Kermit interviewing mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson being like, what's up? Like, it, like there needs <laughs> I, to be a, di- there needs to be something different there. Like they, I, they I need to figure it out. Agree. I mean, I haven't seen the Muppets, like the new Muppet stuff, but like the whole point of doing stuff like that is you bring them into your world. and like, you know, kind of making uh, make a really old reference. It might even get Jacob. I might get all of you here. Like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Like that was an elite like kids show. Oh yeah. Like, you got all of these celebrities. You're not special they, for knowing Mister Rogers' <laughs> yeah. Neighborhood, Alex. But, like, I, don't know I don't know. Like he's going to a deep cut here called Mister. Well, no, not deep cut, but it was like maybe it's too old for you guys because like Mister Rogers, like I think it's I know, I know it's underground it's too old for show. Me to have <laughs> seen a lot of episodes, like like they could have done a, a Muppet Star Wars like special. They could have yeah, done that. They that still could. They st- yeah. I mean, you're right. They There's still time. could. They're, 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 they're printing money. Music videos. I mean, uh, what's the Kokomo Muppets is like an elite song on its own. Like, give me more <laughs> of those. 
But you got that. I, got, I like that they're bringing back like Willow. I like that they're bringing back like '80s movie properties. Like yeah. I, I enjoy that more than Star Wars. Like I, I enjoy like revival. Like, like it, it, it wasn't Disney, but Dark Crystal was one of my favorite shows that came yeah. out in the last year. And I'm really sad that got canceled. If Disney can it, save that, I'll be so happy. I think Whoa. it's time for Pixar to expand some of its properties. Like Ratatouille is making a, an emergence on social media with the younger generation. Right. They should expand on that. Show. Well, they should expand I, James, on the Up Cinematic Universe. There's a whole movement going on on TikTok right now where, where like TikTok users are essentially writing a Ratatouille musical with each other. Interesting. And there's like a, there was a Broadway producer who essentially made an open call to be like, hey, I want to I want to make this happen. That's amazing. <laughs> so we might get a Ratatouille Broadway musical. I mean, Ratatouille is a fantastic Yeah, I think it would be movie. unaffiliated with Disney, but they need to jump on this. Like, there's, there's so much good material, I think, in these Pixar properties that can be expanded. If Disney's going to be like, you know, we're not going to really reinvent the wheel on Disney+. Plus. We're not going to roll out this brand new, you know, Queen's Gambit type show, which obviously they're fantastic. not going to do anyway. That's that's Disney, not Netflix. But like they're they're not creating new characters for us to fall in love with. It's just expanding the old universes. You know what would have been great? Do that. And once again, they could do it. They'll probably do it down the lines. Disney, but it would be a show set in the Incredibles universe, like old, Ooh, like nineteen fifties, yeah. like here, like not necessarily the Incredibles, but like another hero in the Incredibles universe. Because obviously, like yeah. it's been established that there's all these heroes in that universe. Yeah, yeah. back give before me, they went underground. Series. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, or something like. I would love, yeah, I would love to know how Gazer Beam got to uh, got to <laughs> Syndrome's Island. That's that's yeah, back that in would the, be a good yeah, story. But no, set it back in the fifties when they were at their heyday, like before they had to go underground. Like, give me that. I mean, I never saw the Big Hero Six show, animated show, but like Big Hero Six is an outs- outstanding movie. Oh, like, great movie. Um, What's the thing- Indiana Jones that got announced? I don't know. I I saw that night. I, I, I that was seen it, the first I'm... thing that I saw that I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> but you know, it's a great thing that Disney brought back and was really good. Ducktales. Woo! And they canceled it. And they canceled it for some godforsaken. But you know what reason. they are bringing back that I saw is this is going to be very interesting. It was Chip and Dale. I'm sure okay. you saw that with John Mulaney oh. and Andy Samberg. That's got potential. So the, the, I am that's so got potential. In. Oh what I'm my curious God. about is I know, like Andy Samberg, I know does voices because he was like, once yeah. again tying it back to Dark Crystal. He did a voice for a character on the Dark Crystal, and like he had a voice. He did a voice for it. Like he's done voice acting. Where John Mulaney, like he's like I think he's just gonna sound like John Mulaney. I don't think which he's gonna do a voice. <laughs> he does do the affectation in Too Much Tuna. He's uh, which one is he? Is he? Uh... Yeah, I, I I don't know, but. Um... I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm on Disney's Twitter right now, trying to find anything about. Uh, we haven't. About even, have we even gotten to the Marvel releases yet? No. Oh, Marvels. The MCU is far from dead. We've got WandaVision coming. Uh, Shang Chi, uh, a Hawkeye. Uh, By the way, Shang Chi is uh, that actor is in a show called Kim's Convenience, which was another great quarantine discovery. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it's actually, no. Marvel show. started. We're getting a. Vigilante, Moon Knight show. I don't know. I don't know mm. if anyone knows who Moon Knight is. Um, Moon Knight is a throwback. <laughs> oh, we're getting. Um, I mean, this is Fantastic Four film. Oh shit! Ugh. Yeah, John Watts directed. I'm sure it'll be fine because this this era of Marvel is good, but Fantastic Four does not have a good film. Then again, 
when when the Fantastic Four had a bad rap, it was with Fox, not with the. Uh, Marvel didn't have the the actual distribution rights on it, so or production rights. We're getting so, we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We're getting eh, no one's asking for it, but I mean, like, we'll take yeah, it. that's a weird one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like half of this stuff is no one's asking for it, but like it it'll be on streaming, and I'll take it and I'll watch it. A War Machine Disney Plus series. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be very good. That I'm very excited for. Mm. Come on. I just like that Chris Evans is now voicing Buzz Lightyear as well, which makes me just like, he, like he's, Disney's never letting him go do anything else. They're always going to find something for him to do. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you ride, ride Chris Evans into the ground? Yeah, oh, exactly. That's, that's very much a Chris Evans role, I think. Yeah. He he never plays it. Uh, he only plays it straight, is what I'm trying to say. Like, like if you got Chris Evans and or Chris Pratt under your umbrella, like you ride them into the ground because they're both like guaranteed paychecks. There are jokes I can make about your phrasing there, but I'm going to be mature about this one. Um, okay, good. I, we're, we're two glasses once, of scotch in and I haven't eaten dinner yet. I got time for one more like big topic here, and I want to bring up this big topic. You're the guest. Um, do it. No, it's just I, I obviously this is in your guys' wheelhouse, and the news came out before this was a couple days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. Time's flying. Um, the Spider-Man three, all the casting announcements and things like that, like with Doc Ock coming back yep. and like the other, like, and, uh, all the Peter Parkers coming back and stuff. Well, I just want to know. I want to know your guys' theory of what the heck the plot of Spider-Man three is going to be. Because I assume it's going to be some sort of like Spider Verse type thing now. Now that they've, yeah, they've exactly. been introduced to that, but like, what the heck's going to happen? And is Willem Dafoe coming back? Because if he is, I'm on board. <laughs> I mean, amazing. look, as long as we don't get um, emo Toby Maguire, it's going to be good. I, like I disagree. We need to bring it back. Yeah, I, like, I, I was watching Spider Man Two on cable. The emo Toby. They, yeah, Sorry, that could Alex. be a great like thirty second side gag. Charlie Maybe. Cox is it Daredevils in that movie? Uh, yeah, yeah Darede- I'm psyched about that. We what about Franco? Not going to be Daredevil. Is Franco going to be back? I doubt. Ooh, I don't know, but oh, that would be fun. I, yeah, yeah give me give me James Franco and Willem Dafoe, and I just I just want the Daredevil yeah. TV show back. But like, is this an issue now? Where now, like, because even like the Marvel universe before it, it was very streamlined. Even when things like went off a little bit, it was still tied back into that main streamline. Like. Now with all these shows and all these things, like obviously they all, they're all canon. They're all in the same universe, like per Disney. But like, will you ever be able to like loop them back in at once? Or will it just be a constant weaving in and out of like, hey, maybe Moon Knight will pop up in Thor 5 and this and that. And like, it just less well, about a less about one giant vision and more just like everyone now just ancestrally yeah, just all, popping in like and out. Like Alex said, in Kevin Feige, we trust. Feige, excuse me. The, I, I think the other thing, the existence of Doctor Strange um that opens the door that anything can happen yeah that opens up that opens up the marvel cinematic multiverse almost like it was so they can play it any way they want and have it make sense in canon and just call it a different multiverse my mike i would not be surprised if the most common character we see going forward is dr strange because Doctor Strange is the one who's most able to travel in between all of He just makes cameos movies. and like just basically says like all of this is happening because of this bye. Like, yeah, he, just, yeah. like, he just validates every weird thing. I would not be surprised movie. to see Benedict Cumberbatch show up in Spider-Man 3. I'm just also. sad they can't make a good Hellboy movie. It'll never happen since Del Toro left and I'm very sad. Hellboy that's my, that's my favorite Hellboy superhero. Hellboy 2 was terrible. Really? Well, I like Hellboy 2. Hellboy 1 and 2 are great. The new Hellboy was the one of the worst. I didn't even know there was a new one. 
don't, is it, don't is watch it, it. Is it worse than the the new uh, Fantastic Four that even ruined? Uh, that couldn't yes, even it be is, saved actually. by what's it's his name, uh, Michael B. Jordan. When Michael B. Jordan can't save a movie, it's really bad. Yeah, because he's fantastic. I want more of him. All this Marvel drops. Did we get anything for for Killmonger? I don't think we did. No, I haven't seen anything. No, because even though he's dead, they made it so the Marvel universe like nothing matters. If a guy's popular, they'll find a way to to bring him back. I would something. love a they killed, Michael like, B. Jordan center or something. I mean, we didn't even get a mighty. Well, I guess we got a Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah, Mighty Ducks. They said moving along. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know if that's gonna work, but we'll see. <laughs> I just don't know. If... No, oh, no, I don't no. know if like they get the spirit of it. I mean, they've got Steve Brill back nice. on board, so like, I mean, no one knows Mighty Ducks more than Steve Brill. Speaking of that, give me a give me a heavyweights, a new heavyweights. Well, you that would just do, be a remake, though. Yeah. Like, no, but I'm just saying, like, have Steve Brill write something set at Camp Hope, you know, Fat Camp. Like, just give me something with Steve Brill. I, I, I think that was a one-shot wonder. I, Probably, I, but I just it's, like Steve It's perfect as is. It's, yeah. it, the universe is perfect. Yeah, don't don't mess that up. The heavy, Heavyweights is such a great movie. <laughs> it's so good. So, Jameson, you don't have a lot of time. We wanted to give you the floor uh, why don't you tell us about the, your favorite stuff of 2020? Just take that however you want. Favorite stuff of 2020 was uh, personal experience was I was on that Panthers road trip in January to like Colorado and Minnesota when we swept it and yeah. it was amazing and awesome and oh, everything yeah. was great. And then the world ended shortly after, but it was awesome. That was a great experience. Uh, sharing my birthday with Goldie on the plane after beating the wild was pretty great. Um, oh, that must have been fun. But in yeah. terms of like, just I, I, I don't even know like what happened this year in terms of like things coming out. Like, I don't know what new music came out this year. I don't know. Like I've been Taylor listening to. I'm going to talk about yeah Taylor Swift, Fiona Apple. That's when I get Ariana off. You Grande. guys will get into the T Swift. Yeah, Jameson, uh, I, I never have really some discourse. Too much Taylor Swift. You have to give full. It's not. I, I don't it's just. I don't search album. for it, but like I'll listen to it if it's on, and it's great. Like it's 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 definitely seek good, out right? folklore and just sit down and give it a listen. It is my favorite album of twenty twenty. <laughs> Television, I don't know. I, I the I really enjoyed Kim's Convenience. Like I said, everyone likes Shakespeare's Creek, but I actually liked Kim's Convenience a little bit more. Um, Mandalorian's been fine since that came out. The Crown's been good. Uh, Dark Crystal, I think I said I've been pumping that. That was last year, I think. I think that was 2019. Uh, movies, I don't even know. Based on like the world today, I saw yeah, Tenant. The movie, there really weren't much. Yeah, many. yeah, they couldn't do it. I saw Tenant, and that was good. Like, that just made me love Robert Pattinson more because like R. Pat's the man. I'm excited for anything mm-hmm. he does now. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, movies kind of took a backseat to everything on television. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've watched probably 80 million hours of TV during this time. <laughs> and I, it's all just kind of blends together at this point, which is kind of sad too, because you don't get to savor things really anymore. You kind of move on right on to that next series, that next fix. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, I love Man. And, and then video games. Um, hmm. I don't know. God of War was last year. This year, honestly, this year Fall Guys. Fall Guys might be my game of the year, yeah. along with like I like playing Warzone with friends. Like I, yeah. Warzone with randoms, not so much. But yeah. Warzone with friends. I'm just too awesome. bad at FPSs to enjoy them. <laughs> Like it, it, it destroys my ego too much. But like I'm not, I'm not like once we like I'm not like three, two or three years from now I'm not like go back and like Google when things happen to know like what actually I experienced <laughs> here. 
Yeah, like, I'm not going to remember, remember like 20 what 20. happened this year, what things happened, and all. Because uh, that's people think like you. You think you're going to look back on this time and like 20 years from now, you'll be telling your kids about like this crazy 2020. And uh, I mean, I feel like honestly, by then it'll be like, yeah, I don't really remember. Like it was kind of a blur, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're kind of living like a sedentary lifestyle, like we all are right now with all this going on. Like everything blends together. It's all blended. I, I will say, I think personally, my favorite film moment of 2020, jumping back to the Robert Pattinson. Uh, was not for a movie that is out yet, um, but all of the hype building up around the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson's that, yeah. Bruce Wayne. I'm real excited about that's that. Gonna be I, think that I think that's going to work a lot better than people think of. Our Pat's gold. That's all he does yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah. Ever since he just he does not take else. He just he not take, take else. Anymore. See, I, I see. <laughs> I just can't give DC any credit until they show me. Like we've been hyped up too many times. We got hyped up for Suicide True. Squad. We got hyped up for. Batman vs Superman. We got hyped up for Justice League, and they keep letting us. You down. got hyped up for yeah. Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, that's your fault. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, no, come on, no, not me. I'm saying we as in a collective group, not well, me not, not even we. Like, you're, yeah, yeah. I think no, we're okay. all tapping out of this. I think that's yeah, I, I remember no. the discourse was that that was going to be a train wreck. Okay, well, maybe I'm misremembering because I was just going listing off like. I haven't even seen Batman vs Superman. I haven't seen any of the DC stuff. I'm like, until they tell me it's good, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Well, I didn't see Wonder I, Woman I will because give it was credit, good. Though, I will give credit to the Batman starring Robert Pattinson. It's not going to be a superhero movie. It's it's essentially going to be a crime drama. Which is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to harken back to like Batman the detective, not Batman mm-hmm. the superhero. So which like I think is going to make it a little bit... It, it's it's going to give it just that different viewpoint that's going to take it as a separate discussion from the DC superhero movies. Yeah, and that's a tone that's worked for Batman. Obviously, the Nolan trilogy was great. And, you know, I'm not much of a superhero guy, but I can definitely stomach those movies, you know, because they, they approach it from a totally different angle. Jacob's hot take of the day, the Nolan trilogy is overrated. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I'll give the you The Dark Knight is a great movie. Batman Begins is okay. Dark Knight Rises was terrible. It was yeah. not terrible. Come yes, on. Yes, it was. We got we got We got to save this for another time for me awful. though. I got I got to tap out now. It's time for dinner here at the the Olive Household. But um, I'll be back on for our big hour long Dune discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I will, come back, to, I will yeah. come back to talk Dune. Dune. Big, whatever whatever you want, Jameson. Whenever you want, you have an open invitation on the Panther Parade. Oh, we'll be able to talk Absolutely. Panthers too here. We will do your bidding shortly. whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll definitely. And I want to be invited to the to the Among Us night as well. So just you, like, you, absolutely, you have one of the ten spots guaranteed. Yeah. And so does Katie. <laughs> well, yeah, let's Perfect. get that. Let let's know. get that show on the road. That is fifty percent of the Panthers broadcast department locked in right there. Perfect. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. We should get. We should do get Goldie. We, do you think we can get Goldie, or is, no. uh, is that a little too tech for him? <laughs> That's a bit techie. That's a bit techie. <laughs> what, what, what about? He's Moeller? still got a Molar roller. Molar probably no. Doug Doug no either probably. You just got me and Katie. We're tech savvy. That'll work. That'll work. But yeah. guys, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I like talking to you guys. And I feel like you guys are going to go like several more hours after this now. It's possible. As you get into your guys' own kind of best of 2020s. It's, it's certainly Jameson. possible right now. Thank you so much, Thank Jameson, you so for much for joining us guys. tonight. See you later. We'll be back on soon. See ya. Once again, we want to thank Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com for joining us. As always, he was fantastic. Gave us some great stuff on Star Wars. Gave us some great stuff on video games. Make sure you follow him on Twitch. I believe it's Panthers Gaming or Florida Panthers Gaming on Twitch. It's the FLA Panthers. FLA Panthers. It's one of those. Follow yeah, him on good Twitch. Twitch content. Check out his content. It's Flaw, awesome. At it's- Flaw Panthers Game on Twitter. There we go. Right. At Flaw Panthers Game. 
It's it's great content. He plays NHL 21. He plays Among Us. He Fall Guys. Plays, plays Fall Guys, all sorts of things. It's great content. It's family-friendly, even though I doubt that matters to the people listening to the Panther Brewery podcast. Yeah. Um, but – once again, outstanding content. We thank him for his time. Yeah. We apologize for making him late for dinner. Don't kill him, Addy. All right, yeah. <laughs> so we, we alluded to it. So let's jump into it. Let's jump into the Taylor Swift discussion. So Alex, let's start with this. Are you familiar at all with the album? The new album? Not no, no, whatsoever. No, no, no. The, the folklore one. Nope. Well, uh, that is the new album until midnight. <laughs> oh, the, okay. it, it comes out at midnight. All right. So we, we can't have any real discussion about the new album. I mean, look, my, uh, I know who Taylor Swift is. I've listened to most of her music. I mean, I couldn't tell you what album each song comes from. I think she's a great artist and a you know, fantastic person. But this is going to be a conversation between you two, and I'm just going to be like, uh-huh, cool. <laughs> what, what was the big song on this one that what maybe would have gotten radio played? The Glass Great American Dynasty? Either that or Exile, the one with Bon Iver. Yeah, I mean – the Last Great American Dynasty is one that I, I like. This is yeah. an album for me that is up and down. Like, I've always been someone that likes a lot of artists in the Taylor Swift general world. Like, Lord, I'm a big fan of. Ariana Grande, I'm a big fan of. I'm going to talk about the Dua Lipa album. It was one of my favorites of the year. But I have just never really clicked with with her as a song every other song of hers there's a lyric that i just can't get over i just keep cringe through the rest of the song so i'll, I'll just jump in um go ahead yeah. I, I i'm not saying that folklore was a perfect album but i can totally just like sit down and just listen to the whole thing and that has become kind of rare for me um yeah i which i don't love uh that that's become kind of rare for me but I, I just feel like I need to be doing something most of the time. So I haven't really been able to just sit down and enjoy an album. And with Folklore, I was able to do just that the first time I listened to it. And it was so relieving is the word I'm going to use. Um, Alex, I, I am with you before this album. Uh, I never really sought out Taylor Swift. I wasn't a huge fan of hers. I understood that she was talented, but that was essentially it. Um, this album is fantastic. You should listen to it. It is my favorite new album of 2020. It's worth, it's worth your time. Eh, maybe we'll check it out. As someone, I'm as just someone not a music person. To lean more it's pretty long. It's like metal and metalcore and pop punk. Like, I mean, folklore is my favorite album of the year. <laughs> give, give me hours of the Dan Levitard show and all of their podcasts over music any day. That's just how I am. Okay. So That's I mean, fair. I'll check it out at some point just because you guys recommend it. But like, I'm just not a music person. Give me, you know, people making fun of sports all day, every day. That's fair. I guess from that perspective, that's totally fair. Um, if, if you're more of a sports talk guy than a music guy, then maybe it'll be tough for, no, for him to keep I, your attention. I, I have not it's a just sports sonically talk very guy. pleasing. I am not a sports talk guy. I am a Dan Levitard guy. It's a different okay. genre. He gets That's the fair. show. I he, get the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish that I found this album as consistently enjoyable as you do, Jake. But uh, there's songs I like and songs. Oh, there are absolutely some songs that I don't love, like, but this, I, I um, listen to them yeah, I'll just to get it through it to the next one. Yeah, I, I feel like there, there could have been some fat cut off of this 
because it's pretty long, isn't it? Yeah, 16 tracks. Yeah, I feel like some of those tracks are not necessary. You're probably right. Um, but for the most part, like, it's just, like, these aren't songs that you get up and bang your head to. That's not, well, like, that's not Taylor Swift's thing. No, but they're songs you that you head. sit down and just, like, close your eyes and vibe with them. And not all of them are, are great, but the album comes together extremely well. And I'm really excited for the surprise album that's coming out tonight. Yeah. I have always kind of felt that Taylor Swift in a, like a really up-tempo, even like somewhat electronic pop song, it feels unnatural. Yeah. This is more of her natural home. Right. In the like folk setting, in the like indie setting, like right. quasi-indie exactly. because she's Quasi one of the biggest art, artists in the world. And, you know, I don't have a problem with her using that kind of style, that kind of aesthetic. I don't think that that should be reserved only for people that have that independence from, you know, major labels and everything. Cause you know, that's, that's just sort of a hack conversation. I think, um, you know, right. great, great music comes from all, all kinds of places, I think. But um, the, yeah, I, I do wish that this album was more consistent. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into what my other favorite albums of the year were. That was, something that you know maybe it would be right around 11 or 12 i don't think it would make it into my top 10 um you can you guys can jump in if you have any thoughts on any of these but um i would say uh 10 through 6 is probably something like run the jewels for the new waxahachie album saint cloud um Geez, I had some other ones in here that I forgot about. Oh yeah, there's a there's a great album for anybody that likes emo music. Uh, Stay inside, new band from Brooklyn, uh, called Viewing. I think that Jake might be into that. It's uh, their debut album, and uh, they're. I'm I am the happiest emo you will ever meet. So yes, yes, <laughs> that's worth checking out. Uh, it gives me a little bit of a brand new vibe, a little bit of like a Thursday vibe. So that's oh, something that makes brand me new vibe. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do miss listening to Brand New Guilt Free. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I don't that even is, know what that means. Yeah, the, the, Brand the New is an old emo band that yeah. uh, in, in the in the ever-exclusive concert live from TJ's bedroom. Um, right. <laughs> we played the quiet things and no one Alex, I don't know if you know that TJ and I used to be in a band together. Nope. <laughs> like, not really a band. I mean, I'm not shocked, gigs. but... <laughs> That's true. We never had a single show. Yeah. Um, Are you a band if you didn't have a gig? Let's answer. Yeah, that's we a good question. Together, we had a name and a logo. Yeah. Right, but if you never actually played in front of people, Does are you a band? A couple of friends of ours. We had merch. TJ's sister bought a shirt. So yes. Yeah. So we're. we're <laughs> I mean, technically, you made a profit off of your band. <laughs> Profit is a strong word. Okay, you made money off of the band. We made revenue. Revenue. No, excuse Profit me. Profit is a strong word. word. You yeah. made revenue off of the band. I think you get in by a technicality. <laughs> yeah. All right. So and we had one recorded show, quote unquote. Uh, it was five songs, I think, and the quiet yeah, things that no one ever knows by Brand New was one of those five songs. Yeah, it was our, our dish, audition for. Uh, Jake's high school talent show that I think we never submitted. We never I think that actually, was the, that is correct. We never, I think that was the problem. The yeah. We, we just forgot or something. 
Okay, you guys are gonna have to link this in the podcast. Yeah, well, we, I don't think we've. I don't think we found it. Like, I think this oh, is like yeah. lost no, the time. Alex, it's not like a YouTube. It, like, we recorded it on a tape. Yeah, and then Ooh, lost the on, tape on a camcorder. That's... That might be the issue too. Yeah, that we lost the tape. Anyway, uh, um, it must my, have been because I was in charge of the tape. Yeah. So. I, I did come round up with a uh, top five albums of the year. I'm just going to plow right through it because I know you guys aren't really all that interested in my music takes. No, my we, fifth favorite I, album of the year, uh, hipster nonsense name for both the band and the album, but uh, Slow Pulp with m- Movies, M-O-V-E-Y-S. Not sure why they called their album that, but it's like a cool kind of like lo-fi indie. They got like the shoegaze vocals going on. It's interesting. I like it a lot. Um, my fourth favorite album of the year, which I alluded to a little bit earlier, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. Just ridiculous how good some of the songs on this album are. Just like shut the club down level bangers. Bangers. Really? Yeah. It, it's, I'm going to check I, that out. You've heard, um, I think that the Don't Start Now. That's the big single from that. You probably heard it on the radio. Oh, yes. The opposite of Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, my, my video is dying out, but don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, uh, so that, that album, I think uh, it, it's really a shame that clubs aren't open right now because I think it, if some of the songs on that album would come on in the club, everybody would lose their minds. Um, the third album, of a guy I've been a fan of for a long time, Jeff Rosenstock, really returning to form after his last album didn't really impress me that much it's called no dream i I, again a thing i think jake would like it's like an upbeat pop punk vibe but also it verges into you know nice pop directions and more straight ahead punk directions it it does a lot of things well on on the same album and i think jeff is a a talented guy and you know the lyrics are really kind of omnipresent or What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, it kind of predicted the mood of the pandemic. He's talking about, you know, police brutality and, you know, just kind of dealing with this, you know, I don't, not to get too political, but, you know, living in a capitalist world, basically. And uh, I think that he does it pretty eloquently. Uh, my second favorite album of the year was Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, if you're a music fan. You're very familiar with this album. It got a 10 on Pitchfork. It's the number one album of the year on almost every list there is. So I don't really need to talk to you about it for you two. I mean, it's just a really creative and outside the box and uniquely Fiona Apple album. I I couldn't think of anybody else that could do this. And you just have to listen to it to see what I mean. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, And my favorite album of the year was Fleet Foxes Shore. They released it kind of on a whim, and it's just really good indie, folk, pop, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is kind of reminiscent of folklore, I would say, in a, in a few ways. So you might want to give it a try, Jake. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, besides Taylor, did you have any other stuff that you liked this year, Jake? Um, I, I, I enjoyed Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts. Not as much as I wanted to after her zombie cover, um, but I did. I did like it. Uh, I I had a weird year with music personally. Fair. Um, the the most amazing thing about this year in music is in 2020, 
uh, I enjoyed the new Taylor Swift music more than I enjoyed the new A Day to Remember music. Yeah, they've really fallen off. <laughs> I think it, that's you don't have to go back very far for me to hate myself for saying that that I like Taylor Swift's new stuff more than Anita Remembers. In fact, you probably just have to go to right before Folklore came out. Yeah. Like, give me June 2020, and I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You like Taylor Swift more than Anita Remember. Did Four Years Strong come out with new music this year? Yes, Brain Pain in February. That was a very good album. I, I forgot about that, which probably doesn't speak well to... <laughs> I mean, it came out in February. The world has changed a lot since then. That's true. I I need to give it another proper listen uh, to be able to really put it up there. Um, The mood did kind of change, and I just kind of fell out of uh, of that album, or fell away from it a little bit. I need to give that a proper listen. I definitely liked that album. um, And I need to give give the Miley Cyrus album that you just mentioned a proper listen, because it just came out, so. Yeah, like a week ago. And Miley yeah. does have a song with Dua Lipa on there, TJ, so keep an eye Sweet. out for that. Sweet, Yeah, I will definitely check that out. Alex, uh, if you're playing something on your phone or whatever listening device, what is it most likely to be, just so we get you in this conversation? <laughs> oh, I thought you were literally, like, accusing him of playing a game on his phone right no, now. No, no, uh, no. what it was is <laughs> being completely honest. I was, like, I was on Twitter, I'm like, getting highlights for football i'm like what the hell I'm like oh shit it's thursday and i'm like i haven't set my fantasy football team and i mean like a panic <laughs> i'm like is are my starters on, on the rams and the and patriots. the patriots that i want in the game tonight on my starting lineup and i'm like oh shit so that's what i was doing um but like i said guys i do not listen to music i mean i listen to music right now because it's the christmas season i'm listening to like holiday music and what oh that's a good one Go go ahead. I'll I'll get I'll jump into it when you're done. But um, I mean, like I said, I, I listen to podcasts. I mean, I listen to the Dan Levitard show and their assorted podcasts. I listen to uh, the um, Office Ladies podcast, which is uh, Angela Kinsey and uh, uh, whoever pays Pam Beasley because I'm just blanking right now. Uh, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. They do right. a podcast. You know, going over the noted old. hockey fan Jenna Fisher. Yeah, noted hockey fan Jenna. Noted St. Louis Blues fan, I believe. Correct. Yes. Going over it all the episodes of The Office because that is by far my favorite show of all time. Um, I listen to uh, uh, Real Friends Fake Doctors, which is um, mm. Donald Faison and Zach Braff. Donald Faison and Zach Braff going over episodes of Scrubs, which people don't know is the most accurate doctor show of all time. Like everyone always says, the lawyer. No, it it actually is to t- like. But you yeah, know, broken down the most accurate doctor show of all time, like the maladies and the cures that they come up with. It's all realistic. They yeah. were the first show to wear um, masks while in surgery, and you know because that's what's you know, professional and hygienic. Yeah, what doctors say about how Scrubs handles its like hospital setting is that all the other hospital shows are just like disaster after disaster, and Scrubs is the only one that actually deals with like actual day-to-day illnesses yeah and it's like things that actually have like an actual emergency situation at a hospital meanwhile like if you're watching you know whatever show on abc or uh, any doctor show and it's like one week it's like oh there was an earthquake and there's 40 people in the emergency room were overloaded and then the next week it's like oh there was a plane crash and 85 survivors of this plane crash are in like it's not realistic and scrubs is realistic, which is funny considering 
it's considered the comedy show that doesn't take anything doesn't that makes fun of hospital shows and it's the one that got it all right but you know that's really what i listen to is you know mostly podcasts and stuff like that i mean obviously barely been in my car so i'm not even listening to podcasts (laughs) uh but if we're really going to do an album and i'm going to call it an album of 2020 because it finally came out on disney plus i'll go with the hamilton soundtrack which is technically 2020 because it was released in 2020 on disney plus so Mm. suck it no, I don't. I don't count it. It's the same soundtrack that came out in 2015. Yeah, but I haven't listened to any other album. soundtracks. I couldn't even name you an album that came out in 2020. So this you is know, all you're if we're if we're going to include soundtracks, I want to give credit to the Ruby Volume Seven soundtrack uh, by Jeff by Jeff Williams. Um, I, I don't know how many what I don't know how much of the intersection uh, between Ruby and the Panthers or Rooster Teeth in general and the Panthers. I don't know how big that intersection is, but Ruby is a fantastic show, and Volume Seven's soundtrack was extremely good. Well, real, real well, quick, like, uh, favorite holiday songs because Alex mentioned it. Ooh, I mean, I really Hanukkah, like the John Lennon Hanukkah, one. Come light the menorah. <laughs> uh, Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler is outstanding. Um, I wonder how well that's aged. Not well, I'm sure. Not well. <laughs> I'm going to go back and give them a listen. I, there are a few of them, and I'm, I'm very curious to see how Adam Sandler's Hanukkah songs have uh, aged over the years. I, I, I'm sure that there's... Uh, I, know, I know there's an O.J. Simpson joke in there, if I remember yeah. right. and I'm sure it hasn't aged well and is wholly inappropriate in 2020, but back then they were amazing. Um, I, I mean, mean there, are, there aren't like a ton of jokes. It's just naming Jewish people, so... I. Yeah, but like there are jokes. Yeah. So it's well, it's like OJ Simpson, not a Jew, and then everyone laughs because everyone's like, "Oh my God, OJ Simpson's a Jew!" But you know, well, that is funny. Yeah. So like that joke, that there. joke holds. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I mean, holiday Opinion songs. On the Mariah Carey one. Mariah Carey, that's a classic. Uh, you don't I, like it, Jake? It's. It's just so overplayed. It is overplayed, but so is everybody. Mariah Carey has an incredible voice, but that song is just so like. Kelly Clarkson did a good Christmas song. So closely associated with holiday time that it's almost annoying. Not almost. It is annoying to me. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get PTSD. I'm not just coming at this from the perspective of oh, I'm Jewish, so I don't care about holiday. You kind of get PTSD from from hearing that song. You go back to the moment where it's November twenty. Fifth or something like that, and you're in—I don't know. Let's just say J.C. Penny, just to throw a store out there, and that song comes on, and you're like, "Christmas is in a month." Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is so depressing. No, but but I mean, hey, it gets points because New Year's Eve. What was it like? 2016. She gets on stage. She goes, "Ask her what this is the album version," and doesn't even try to sing the damn song the yeah. entire time on stage. Because she is so wasted. Um, Gotta love that. Yeah. Mariah Carey's a hero. A, yeah, Kelly Clarkson has a pretty good Christmas song. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the classics like Jingle Bells. I mean, Michael Bublé's Christmas album is fantastic. Ooh. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. Very, very good. Judy Garland version. I want to listen to to a Michael Bublé Christmas album. Bublé has a fantastic Christmas album. I mean, Bublé yeah. just has a fantastic voice. Buble has a hockey rink in his basement because he lives in Vancouver. He's from Canada, yeah. Um, uh, I got to be on brand here and say the Bad Religion Christmas album rule. <laughs> it's great. I'll have to check it out. It's so good. 
You also can't go wrong with uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. No. Oh, true. Not. And uh, Jimmy Eat World's cover of Last Christmas. Ooh, also I, gotta, really good. I love Jimmy Eat World. I got to check that out. Yeah, um, of course. I've, there's I've also uh, Right Where You Want Me to Be by A Day to, uh, by a day to Remember. That's a Christmas song. <laughs> it's a holiday song. Fair. I, you know what? I think that's, that's fine. I'll take it. Um, it's all about how they're too poor to buy their family gifts, so they write them a song instead. It's nice. Yeah. That's great. That is nice. Um, so we did we did some movies, we did some TV, we did some music. Well, we didn't really do TV. We haven't talked we haven't talked about TV shows this year. Let's well, we talked about I guess Disney Plus. But yeah. I, I I got a topic real quick, and I'll I'll make it broad because so much stuff got canceled this year. What are your top five shows you watched for the first time in 2020? Avatar: The Last Airbender, number one. That's that up. is, I I had seen episodes of that show here and there growing up, but. March of 2020 was the first time that I actually sat down and watched the whole show all the way through. Far and away, the best show that I saw for the first time in 2020. I don't know Followed if it was by my, Creek. I don't know if it's number one. It's up there. It was really good. It's 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 a throwback in terms of it's a show made for kids, but as an adult, there's more than enough there that you're entertained the entire time. Like. You can watch the show as an adult be like, yeah, there's a couple episodes in there where it's like, oh, this really is more of a kid's episode. But like overall, the storyline and the plot is fantastic. I couldn't agree more on Avatar The Last Airbender. I was so happy when it came out on Netflix. It was an excellent show. The only show that I think might top it for me because I hadn't seen it before was Community. And Community. Oh, yeah, Community too. That was, I hadn't seen it before. So Community was excellent. I mean, Seasons one through three are some of the best TV you'll find. I mean, Donald Glover just announcing himself to the world in that show as Troy. Well, I, I guess, yeah, he announced himself to the world. I mean, I, that, I, I, I get a little hipster on Donald Glover because I have yeah, been a fan of his since 2005. We remember. Or 2006. What was he doing back NYU then? NYU comedy troupe was putting videos oh. on YouTube. Right, um, Derek Comedy. Yeah, also, yeah. But actually, the, no, they weren't even on YouTube yet. You had to go to DerekComedy.com. I've been oh. following Donald Glover since his, since before his career started. Wow. So I, I get a little hipster when people. Yeah, give off. give Jake some points. Hey, he's cooler. Yeah, you get you get the golf clap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was on up there. Uh, what other shows? This. This is where I show my ass on TV because I don't even remember what I started this year. I know I, I, I uh, have been working on the final season of BoJack, which Wait. is... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I didn't mean... no, 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 no. I, I cut you off. Go, go for it, TJ. Yeah. Um, was Russian Doll this year? Because I enjoyed that. Yeah, that That's was pretty good. Year. It was last year. Oh, well. Uh, there's a season two coming out. And Natasha Leone is very compelling. Uh, Queen's Gambit was excellent. Um, That's 2020. I have not I watched that. Queen's Gambit and... Uh... Uh, what's the Gerard Way graphic novel that made it? Oh, uh, Umbrella Academy. Yes, Umbrella yes, Academy. Yes, Umbrella you. Academy season um, two. Those are the good. two that I haven't watched yet that are like very much on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, while I do put Avatar The Last Airbender at number one, that does have an asterisk because those are two shows that I know everyone is losing their minds over. Uh, and I, I've seen half of the first episode of Queen's Gambit and I loved it. It's very um, good. It's very and good. Umbrella Academy is 
a superhero thing written by the front man from My Chemical Romance, so how could I not like it? They got really screwed by the pandemic also. They were going to have this big comeback and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, maybe that's the next thing is what's what's what was the, the thing you were looking forward to the most that got canceled because of the pandemic? And my answer is the My Chemical Romance tour. Well, yeah, yeah, I got I, more TV shows. Yeah, I, no, we, we don't actually have to do the depressing part. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that real quickly, <laughs> I, I was excited for that Green Day Weezer Fall Out Boy tour. Oh, I was going to come visit you in New York. Though. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be that was going to be in August. God damn. I forgot about that, but that was going to be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, uh, I'm, no, I'm let's, put, let's keep this one happy. Let's keep this to, to favorites. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a new show for me, but it came out in 2020 for most of the country. Uh, Cobra Kai is outstanding. One of my favorite shows. Like it's just so good. I don't. I'm assuming neither of you have watched it yet because you're lame. No, it should be. I mean, it's I mean, so good. The the Karate Kid came out when you were like in high school, right? No, Karate Kid is before I was born. It's, oh, it's like, damn, a, it's like 83, 85. Like, 86. Why did I think it was in the 90s? Enough, no. Why did I think it was in the 90s? The next Karate Kid with uh, Hillary Swank came out in the 90s. But okay, no, uh, Pat Morita passed away in like 97, if I remember right. I don't know why I thought that. That was just a total whiff. Oh, I'm I, just adding on to shows that existed before that I didn't see until 2020. Uh, that I really liked. I will throw Psycho Pass on there uh, for any of my anime fans. Uh, um, Psycho Pass is the first season of Psycho Pass is extremely good. Uh, the second season is still quite good, but less good. Uh, the first season is fantastic. If you have not watched Psycho Pass, check that out. That's we're. I'm definitely late to the punch on that one. That's been around for a few years, uh, but I just saw it for the first time in 2020 and very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys be my guides in, in catching up with all the TV shows that I've missed. I've got two I've got two more. One is an obvious one that we haven't mentioned yet. Um Tiger King. I mean that took us all by storm. Still have not seen it. It's so I good. It, have no plans to see it. See, like that I just doesn't agree. interest me. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's a train wreck you can't take your eyes off of. And my fi- hard to take your eyes off of it if you have yet to put your eyes on it. Just and I have no interest in taking just that do it. step. So. Just try it. Like it's just it's one of those things where it's like, no, this can't be real, and it's a documentary, and it's like, holy shit, this is real. See, like I'm I I'm gonna watch Queen's Gambit and Umbrella Academy long before I even like think about Tiger King, and by by the time um by the time I would theoretically be ready to watch Tiger King, no one's gonna care about it anymore. That's fair. And I know this because people already don't really care about it. Anymore. Oh yeah, it's, it's fallen off the map in terms of like things people talk about. Like it was that thing we all needed right at the beginning of quarantine and whatnot. But uh, all right, so my my shameful admission show that I discovered in 2020, and it's got my wife and I both hooked, and we've watched I think six or seven seasons between this and the spinoff, Below Deck. I'm an old man watching Below Deck. TJ, we can't hear you. (laughs) I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. My bad, TJ. Uh, Below Deck is a Bravo show about the deckhands on $20 million yachts. And they... Sounds very good. Interesting. You know, it's like, you know, they have all these, like, rich-ass people coming on the ship with these, like, crazy demands. And 
It's just like uh, the reality TV show following them and like how they deal with all these rich ass people and their demands. And like, they have celebrities like Johnny Damon is on, is on like multiple times and he's drunk off his ass and he gets mad every time. Like his food is cold. The baseball like, player. Yeah. The baseball player, formerly of the Red Sox, the Yankees. And like, like they'll literally like spend like 20 minutes, like doing everything they can to keep Johnny Damon. Like they put like one of those little covers on it. Like, Literally, as soon as it comes off the oven, put the cover on it, run it out to him, and then he's complaining about how uh, how cold his food is, and he's like, "It's just one of those shows where it's like, this sh- I shouldn't be this entertained by it." And my wife and I are fascinated by it, and since we're both working from home, like it'll be ten a.m. We're both logged on for the day, and it's like, "Oh, you want to watch Below Deck?" And you know, twelve hours later, we're on the season finale. And it's like, oh, yep, another day, another day gone below deck. And it's just, it's so good. Like Captain Lee is awesome. (laughs) I wouldn't call it a trashy reality TV show because it's like, yeah, there's drama in it. But like, it's just one of those shows, like it's really easy to get hooked on and it's it's entertaining and they usually do a good job of getting good personalities on it. So Mm -hmm. my wife and I are hooked. If anybody wants some recommendations on the British TV quiz shows that you can binge on YouTube, I got plenty. The Chase is excellent. The Chase is great. I've been watching a lot of Only Connect because it's just really crazy. It's just out there. Oh, there's a there's a show that's a, that that ends with like the prisoner's dilemma and that, that... Oh yeah. Oh, uh, the Golden Ball. The Golden Ball. Yeah. I don't know if that's what the show is called. That's, that's exactly really it. Great, that's exactly There's it. a really great YouTube video. Yeah, where the guy is like, you know, this was the old friend or foe, if anybody remembers that from Game Show Network. Well, it's Prisoner's Dilemma. That's yeah, it's Prisoner's, it's a Prisoner's Dilemma. And the guy was basically saying, I'm going to take all the money. Yeah. So if you hit friend, I'll split it with you. And then they ended up both doing friend, you know, and they, and they split the money. It was great. Yeah, that, that one's outstanding. The guy is like, you can, hit, you can hit foe the whole you want, but I'm hitting foe no matter what. And so you can either give me all the money and I win, or you can hit foe, and we both lose. But I'm hitting friend, and then they both hit friend and split yeah. the money. And the smile on the guy who was being the asshole You've seen this. face, like it's You've seen this. It's, it's an outstanding great. video. It's an outstanding, outstanding. video. Outstanding. And it's just like one of those things where it like makes you feel better about humanity, and like just just to bring it down. I remember, I think it was like Fox did did like a similar version a few years ago during Christmas season with Howie Mandel. And there was some guy who was like, who looked like Santa Claus, got to the final round. And he told the girls like, yeah, like we got to split this. Like it's Santa Claus and I'm going to hit friend. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to hit friend. And, and then they got to the end and Santa, of course, hit friend. And everyone's like high-fiving because like, yeah, of course. And then like the girl hit foe and took all the money. And like, the, like Damn. it was like, you could rob Santa. And Come on. Like Howie Mandel didn't even have like a response. Like I'm sure the clips on YouTube somewhere, but like, like Howie Mandel is just jaw just drops. And it's like, how do you screw over Santa? Like what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Speaking of cool game show moments, David Chang winning the million dollars on who wants to be a millionaire was so pretty, good. pretty crazy. He didn't have. He didn't really know the answer, and his Mina phone friend didn't really, didn't really give a lot of confidence. To him still mean? going. Mina, Mina Kimes from the Dan Levitar show. Right. Yeah. She she did get it right without really even knowing. Just well, like an encyclopedic knowledge of presidents was able to be used in in that situation. Encyclopedic knowledge of presidents. Why didn't I get the call? 
Well, if, if, if you want to laugh, I'm sure. I, what I was the question? The question was, answer. who was the first president to have electricity in the White House? The choices were, if I remember correctly, Ulysses S. Grant, Andrew Johnson, Benjamin Harrison, and there was one other. Who obviously which obviously I'm giving away is not the answer. Uh, just say Abe Lincoln because it's obviously not the third person. Yeah, Abe Lincoln, sure. Um, Fuck, I, you know, I, once upon a time, I did know this. Yeah, um, yeah. that's why it's a great question, because it, it nags at the back of your head. I've heard this before. I, I, I feel like it would be Grant, but. It was, uh, it was Harrison. It was Harrison. But what's funny is Mina Kimes, like, obviously, she's, since she was the phone friend, she's done interviews about it. And, ah, shit, that makes sense. Damn and, it, I definitely and, knew that. And, you know, since you only have 30 seconds and Chang did a pretty poor job of reading the question quickly. Yeah. Nina was like going through her thought process and was like, it's uh, like, I'm pretty sure it's Harrison. And then it cut off. It's, it's probably Harrison. Right. It's probably yeah. Harrison. But what she said was I got cut off at 30 seconds, but I was finishing. It's like, it's probably Harrison, but it could also be Grant was the next words out of her mouth. Yeah, I think that she, she said it off. could also be Cleveland, which was not or one that's of what the I, answers. Right. Yeah. Right. So like she all like the fact that she got cut off by the 30 seconds saved it. And they and they won the million dollars, but I mean yeah. the balls on Chang to just go for it. Yeah. Like, that's a nine. That's a four hundred seventy thousand dollar drop if you're yeah. wrong from five hundred k to thirty two k. And, and all, it's like, all the money was going to charity, so it would have been like terrible press. Well, I mean, I'm sure like he simply he literally just as soon after he goes tweets out like, "Hey, I gave a million dollars anyway." I mean, his restaurants are killing it. I mean, he's the owner of yeah. Cuckoo. So like, I mean, he can still get that good press, but like, yeah, just balls to the wall, laying it out there. All right, here it is. And I'm winning a million dollars or not. Yeah. All right. So on that note, I think that we're going to cap off this episode. Uh, parting shots, guys. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yes. R. Yeah. R. Oh, Alex man. Trebek. I could, I didn't even think of that. What a, what a well, gut We're punch. talking game shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even really want to talk about it because it's just so upsetting, but uh, Ken Jennings, is going to get a chance to host and uh, I hope him, I wish him the best of luck. He's also going to be one of the chasers on the new U S chase. That's going to be cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we planned this episode out a little bit in advance and uh, a lot of the hockey news has actually happened since we planned this out. So we're going to probably have a new, new episode sometime the in the future, sometime in the future, I would say not to be too vague, but uh, yeah, uh, obviously, we'll be covering all of the major developments as they relate to the Panthers. We Man. still don't know what team Mike Hoffman is going to play for next year. Which I think is hilarious. Anthony Duclair is also without a team. He's a guy that's been linked to the Panthers. The Lightning, so we'll see what the Lightning and, and Tampa, Lightning and Vegas still need to clear like $10 million of salary cap each. Like Anthony Sorelli remains unsigned. Remains unsigned, yeah. Yeah, so does Cernak. I mean, it's just wild what's going on in the NHL and how how poorly they're handling this restart compared to the NBA. But I didn't want to talk about hockey on this episode. Um, yeah, we're, I was just our next episode like, will be uh, yeah hockey. We're, we're giving a preview of our next episode, which will probably yeah. have a lot more hockey in it. Yeah, we'll talk about Lundell also just being awesome. Yes, well, please. One thing we haven't done and we should do is uh, we, uh, on behalf of Panther Paris and the PTP Network, want to wish all of our uh, Jewish listeners as well as Jacob yes. Langsam a very happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah Sameach. Sameach. Yeah, oh, I'm not going to try and do that and then be inappropriate <laughs> with how badly I butcher it. Well, thank you for the well wishes and Merry Christmas in case we don't have another episode out in the next two weeks, which oh, is but, possible. 
Oh, we better. I've, uh, I've yeah. got all the time in the world right now. I don't. I'm moving next week. That's yeah. right. Jacob and I are going to be neighbors soon, guys. We're going to live like yeah. five minutes apart. Like as soon as quarantine ends, there's going to be game nights, Panther watch parties. We'll yeah, podcast. So remember the how same I was room. talking about my brand new 4K TV? I'm very yeah. excited for hockey season to start and to be more or less neighbors with Alex. We're, we're going to host some uh, some fun nights at, uh, at, at the Langsham residence. Yeah, well uh... – Mo and yeah. Mo and Ashley can watch watch our watch my son and uh, you and I will just go downstairs and game and be completely bold of you to assume that Mo will not also want to watch hockey with us. Yeah, that was that was Why? kind of awkwardly gendered. No, I was saying you and I would be gaming, not watching hockey. Ah, okay. Still, still, wh- whatever. I'm gonna <laughs> let bygones be bygones. <laughs> and uh, also, just as another parting note, uh, the uh, those episodes were going to include some giveaways. So if you're looking for some new Panther swag. Yeah. Keep your eye out. Like, follow, and subscribe. Like, I've, got, I, I've got giveaways. I mean, rate five stars. Rate five stars. Comment. Yeah. Dude, we, <laughs> we need those ratings. Like, we want, you know, we want to grow our viewership so we can give more stuff away. Like, you guys help us get bigger. We'll give stuff away. I mean, I've got a Jared McCann signed puck that's burning a hole in my pocket that I need. Why to have you not you just know? given yeah, that to me? It's we Hanukkah, Alex. Because every time I mention it, you get upset like this, and it's way more fun <laughs> to offer to give it to someone else and just give it to you. That, we miss you, Jared. Am you I allowed to back, enter baby. my own giveaway? <laughs> Mo can enter for you. Mm, you guys aren't right. related yet, so you're allowed to. <laughs> Do you even have? You've got to have a Jared McCann side puck by now. We just have the yes, me we McCann. By the way, how did, did you, you not? How which, did you, to be fair, really cool thing to have signed by Jared McCann is the sign that I made for yeah. him. Um, but that is the only thing I have a signature. Well, then, how did you not subtweet Team Canada yesterday or today? We did it today. We did you it did today. Subtweet them. Yeah, I said they're, I they're dead to me. Them. They're dead to me. No, because no, they cut Cole Schwint. I missed no, that. There was, I, I was yeah. too focused yeah. on them. And, All right, and we've gotten a little bit too deep in the weeds on the hockey stuff. We'll get. We'll talk about it next week. World <laughs> Juniors. That's also a thing to talk about. Devin Levy made the team. Oh, and I do have confirmation that Devin Levi is Jewish. So. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Florida Panthers, uh, prospect, Devin Levi. All right. For Alex and Jake, this has been Panther Paris. I'm TJ. So long, farewell, and stay tuned for giveaways and Panthers content. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.